It's a bit loud. Could you? On my ears, just a little bit. Oh yeah. No, no. Yes. Cool. All right. Good. Done. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Good, mate. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is how professional we've <laughs> done, Dan. <laughs> I think you can turn mine down a bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I'm the only deaf one here. I live in these cans, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible for my ears. But what happened? What, well, actually, what were you doing? Um, was it two weeks ago, right? Yeah, that was um, for Radio National. That was a panel that I did, just about like um, like the Asian Australian experience and what what it means to be, you know, Asian Australian. Yeah. Um, and we did that as part of the Briz Asia Festival. Um, and I was like, I was up there with Indira Nadu, uh, Adam Leo, and Anna Yen. And then it was me, like just Vietnamese rapper, I was like yeah, you know. <laughs> so that's the radio, the TV announcer of SBS. Paul Barclay, he's from ABC. Yeah, yeah. So he does uh, a show called Big Ideas. Yeah. On ABC and Radio National. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it was it was really interesting. They, like, they set me up to look good. Like that's that's what they do, you know. So it wasn't it wasn't like challenging or they didn't like try to poke at me or anything. They just they were there to make me look good, which was. That's good. So what really you want? Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 And then uh, then you did a you had a concert. Oh uh, yeah, I played last a show, man. Two your last Thursday. Was it your own solo? Act? Just a solo, but yeah, but I still brought my friends. Like I still brought Daniel and Amy. Uh, but I went down the treat, man. It was man, Netherworld. Have you been to the Netherworld bar? Yeah, it's so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you Dude, been there? Nah, man. It's nah, nah. it's arcade game. It's a bar, and they're just like full of arcade games. Oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know, Pac Man, Street Fighter, Point Blank, and then they've got like PlayStation set up. Like Dan's yeah. eyes have glazed over. <laughs> Yeah, I was building fences and fixing trucks. I, <laughs> I went there like uh, for last year from a Christmas party. Yeah, and they got all the arcade machines, and they got uh, ginger beer, but actual ginger beer. Yeah, like, it's yeah. actually beer. Yeah. All oh, so, right. Yeah, so like eight percent, and I'm smashing these back Four. playing Pac-Man, going yeah, drinking like it's gold, mate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't know ginger beer was actually beer. Because yeah. this whole time it was when I was growing, up, it was ginger beer, but we're drinking. I'm like, hey, mum, do you know that? You know, is this beer or not? Yeah. You know? Nah, it's it's legit. It was good. Really? Really good. Yeah, I, I dig Netherworld, man. Yeah. I really dig that place. Spent so much money there, eh? Yeah. It's, it's easy, though. 100 bucks and the, pin, and the pinball machines going, I love oh, I'm going to win this thing. <laughs> 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 Don't even go into the bar. Yeah. But that was fun, man. Yeah, so um, good crowd, too. Good turnout. So yeah. Excellent. <clears throat> really, really glad to hear. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was fun, man. So I got a couple of, um, booked a couple of more things too. So oh, cool. um, maybe going to Darwin, doing a show in Darwin, which is going to be fun. Heard Darwin's the best Luxor in Australia. Man, there's lots of, um, well, because it's like the gateway to Asia, yeah. to Australia, it's just so close to yeah. Southeast Asia. Yeah. You know, it's only a few hours, like you're pretty much going over the pond yeah. to the rest of Asia. So That's true. A lot of... Um, it's up the road from Bali, eh? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, what I've heard is um, they're trying to make... Um, Darwin, like the the art central for Asians, Asian Australians, oh, really? because it's so close to Asia. So like yep. you can just sort of create this little um, circuit mm. that you could play. Because Australia is so massive, man. Like to play to tour Australia, it's just yeah. so far. Yeah, yeah, far yeah, yeah. Whereas if you could sort of just Start forget top, about yeah. the borders, yeah. just you know, like geographically, yeah. that's a yeah, you know, that's a smaller location. And don't go over a swim. That's yeah. right. <laughs> you'd be, you'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, enough about you, Chong Ali. We're yeah, here. Man, I've got time, bro. We're if you here. want to keep going, man. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for one man only tonight. That's me. Yes, no. we are. <laughs> um, tonight, I've got the pleasure of interviewing Mr. Daniel Einfuss Bell. 
<laughs> Crew Daniel. Oh, don't call me that, mate. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, Dan. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to Dojo Life. Thanks, guys. Um, Dan, for, for those of you who don't know um, who you are, could you t- please tell us a little about who Dan Bell is? Oh, jeez. From the martial arts perspective, yeah. Um, I did Taekwondo when I was in primary school, so I did a couple of years of um, doing Taekwondo at the local high school. Yep. And um, didn't like it at all. It's probably because... <laughs> Probably because the trainer had me run on bindies all the time, but um, yeah, and sort of fell out of that a bit. Yeah, um, always had a passion for boxing. Yeah, um, and yeah, started Muay Thai when I was fifteen. So. Yeah, right. And Dan, your um, your gym is called Iron Fist. Yes, um, and it has been. It's in like it's Iron Fist two point now. Yeah, so can we keep saying, mate? Yeah, the second version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the the Iron. So the original Iron Fist was open in 2003, was it? 2001. 2001? Yeah, yeah. And then um, from that gym, you, you produced some very successful fighters from that Certainly gym? Certainly have, mate, yeah. Can you tell us about a couple of the boys that some of the uh, listeners might uh, might know their names of? Yeah, well, in the early days, I sort of acknowledged the, the, the early blokes, like Rod Stater and um, you know, a few of the guys come through, and we had Andy Smith. Jimmy Irwin, yeah. you know, guys that did really well, the Nicholson brothers, Jacob Hill, um, you know, a few of those, I'd say earlier guys, you yeah. know, but um, obviously the standouts are Michael Tomahawk Thompson, um, Ben Johnson, yeah. um, and the boys are still around, you know, so yeah. Mikey was in the gym this morning, I was training with Benny yesterday, and yeah, yeah so yeah, Jimmy's up. still coming into the gym, so... Jimmy was very good, mate. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I caught up with Benny yesterday, actually. Yep. And he was telling me um, he was just running through some uh, some pad work and yeah, mate. Yeah, we just get together, man. A bit of a hit and yeah. you know, just um, oh, Ben bought some footwork drills in the last few days, so we're yeah, cool. We're doing that and yeah, just working together, mate. It's yep. got that mutual respect and yep. we. Fantastic. Yeah, it's good. So your background in martial arts, you'll, before I had mm. uh, cut you off just before. <laughs> nah, you're off, mate. So rude, eh? I, I'd have a sip of the whiskey. So I, <laughs> <laughs> you keep talking, mate. <laughs> so um, when you were 15, you'd switch to Muay Thai, which yep. was a, um, I guess, quite a contrast change from Taekwondo. Um, yep. What was it that made you decide to switch across? I'll never forget talking to guys older at school, at Mansell High School. So yep. it's where, where we've reopened the gym. But um, a lot of those boys were doing Zendikai at the time. So um, I said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the, the gi thing sort of reminded me a bit of the Taekwondo. And I was like, yep. oh, okay. And then they mentioned Muay Thai and they said what it was. And I went, oh, yeah, this is Christmas, you know. So, <laughs> um, yeah, went up there and... Malcolm Anderson, my trainer. Yep. So he's the only man I've ever called my trainer. Um, so, yeah, it started there. He obviously had a big Zendikai background. Yeah, and a, um, Was it Blood Axe? Yeah, Blood yep. Axe and Macrovat. Yep. Yeah, so that was the start of the journey, mate. Yep. Yeah. I heard Blood Axe was quite a big gym back then, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was in a hall. So what people expect these days to have a gym, you know, we did our two one-hour classes a week and, you know, so we learned how to learn ourselves you know so to a degree we um spent a lot of time out of training when um crew malcolm would tell us something we'd go and learn it and practice it and you know so i was just in the hall and yeah you know it was good days mate yeah Yeah, wow and i guess from from those days from that gym it produced a lot of well-known australian trainers as well absolutely yeah Yeah. so jimmy cass snugget mcnaught you know a lot of other people that um you know people might know of these days with bob crawford and ian mckee 
um, yeah, Jamie Kuntz. There's a, a lot of a lot, a lot of good of people around. Yeah. yeah, and there was other good trainers around, obviously as well. There was the Briggses over at the Muscle Centre. You know, Neil Waldron. Yeah, with Redbacks, and it was those guys that really founded the Muay Thai, the crossover, the conversion from the Zendikai sort of thing into the Muay Thai and yeah. made it what it was, you know, in those early days. Yeah, because so. Muay Thai had a very prominent growth in southeast Queensland, didn't it, back then? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It, Queensland was the strongest of the, you know, of, of the states there for a while. Yeah. And um, it's probably because of the quality of the shows and that, that was on as well. But, um, yeah, they called it the golden years. I was <laughs> fortunate enough to knock around with a few of them. So, yeah, yeah it was good. So during the golden years and you're knocking about, um, how many fights mm. you had? And Yeah, I only had the 16, mate. It's 16 plus maybe three down to Tamworth Tough Man. So it was, <laughs> I was going to say, like down that. the pub. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you could that. add a couple of zeros there. Mate. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I do kick myself that I never finished what I, you know, Set out to could do. have done. Yeah. yeah, you know, but um, as a young man sort of went off the rails a bit and went walkabout as a 20, 21-year-old, yeah. you know, and you sort of think oh, it would be nice if someone pulled you by the ear and pulled you back in, but it is what it is. And, yeah. you know, learnt a lot in those following years yeah. and to now, so... I think when I first met you, uh, a little bit after, <coughs> you had a, one of the things that, um, uh, I guess, uh, uh, halted a bit of your training is you had a bit of a multi, uh, motorcycle accident or something. Which took yeah, you well, I just fought at Festival Hall and... Little micro adjustment there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Elvis even more now. <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, I'll start singing in a second. But um, yeah, I fought a festival hall, and that was a big show. Like Ian Jacobs and Paul Briggs, and um, yeah, right. actually, yeah, there was a, a lot of big names on that show. So I got to start on that, and then was riding home from training, and yeah, T-boned a car. And oh. if I did the rehab. But I did what I was supposed to do, yeah. you know, I could have been back in six months, you know, but yeah, there was there was no balance about it, mate. <laughs> it was all madness at the time and yeah, that was that. I went on a tangent, you know, so yeah. yeah. But then you you went on to open up, obviously, the, the first Iron Fist gym at Rochdale? Yeah, yeah. So when I opened the gym up again, sort of went wayward for a bit, you know, opened the gym up. So at mum and dad's place, we trained there for years on the concrete, you know. And How did you convince your mum and dad to let you open up a gym there? Um, so Dad always loved it, mate. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the only thing I was allowed to do probably as a teenager was go to training. And I kept getting in <laughs> bloody trouble. Yeah. So, Dad, it's okay, then I'll take you to your training, you know. So, so he was always heavily involved with it from the start. And we looked around at halls, you know, and we wanted to do, if we could do better than just going to train at the local hall those couple of hours a week, we wanted somewhere where we could stay as long as we wanted to. So... Yeah, we built the first stage of the gym in the back paddock yeah. with the cows and everything in the back, coming <laughs> yeah. in the back door. But um, yeah, we ended up expanding three times pretty quickly over the next three years. You know, wow. it was amazing. So good vibe, mate. You could good people for the for the listeners at home. I used to turn up to this gym, and you'd walk in and you'd start doing training in this in this big massive tin shed. They'd open up the garage door to the back part. There'd be a bit of a dam, and cows would be walking past. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's called um, organic Muay Thai. That's it, mate. Yeah, if you're game enough, you jumped on a cow and <laughs> saw where you went. You know. Yeah. But it was good, mate. It was a home away from home for yeah for for many people. It was. You know, they did that little pilgrimage out to the back blocks of Rochdale there, and yeah, yeah, it was it was good. It was fantastic, um, and obviously produced. It was very. You could. I remember walking in. You could distinctly smell the sweat. 
which was of like people training hard. That was the cow, yes. mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cows are training hard. That's, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say they had that rocky gym feel. Yeah, <laughs> mate. No, it was it was good. Yeah, but we were happy with it, mate. We sort of got to a point with it. I was I was working hard those years. You know, I've always worked hard. Yeah, but I'm um, doing a lot of hours. You know, and. So the gym was a second thing. It was my passion, you know, yeah. but in the end, you know, I was doing that much and, yeah. yeah, I was starting to suffer myself a bit with work stress and all the rest of it. And You um, had two businesses going at the time where you had a business and working as well? Yeah, working at the ports, mate. So just, yeah, yeah right. doing heavy lift stuff on ships and, and that sort of stuff. And again, I don't regulate well, so I was sort of That'd be crazy giving it a bit all or nothing. And, um, yeah. yeah, and then, then trying to be everything to the boys as well, you know, yeah. when you come into the gym and... So, yeah, 15 years after opening it, we, yeah. Closed we, it down for the first yeah, time. Yeah, well, I made that decision. It, it wasn't really um, sustainable with, you know, especially with the neighbours and having people come all hours of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And for mum, it's mum and dad's place, you know, so yeah. we chose to Close continue doing the rigging and yeah. just give it a spell for a bit, yeah. And um, and but some of the boys took, took, the, took the name on, or not the name, but... Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I, I remember distinctly I had a chat with um, Mikey and Masato and, yeah. and, and told them what the go was and obviously they were pretty upset, yeah. you know, but my plan being in the back of my mind was always Ben, yep. you know, and um, Jarv, like Jarv's as thick as, thick as these with Ben yep. and um, Jarv was one tough bugger as well, you know, yep. he had a few fights and yep. um, so they sort of put their hand up and everyone pilgrimage 10 minutes down the road to to the fight center and <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i had a bit of time out and just went down now and again when i wanted yeah. and supported the boys still but how uh, was that for your mindset during that period like being able to not have <clears throat> to have as much pressure on you as the head coach yeah yeah you certainly you certainly miss it it, yeah. it was a, a stress relief you know yeah i suppose yeah yeah, but then I took that and just went even further into work, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh man, you know. Oh man. Yeah, I'd never be one of those one of those people that walk on tight ropes so they have good balance, you know. <laughs> I'd fall off the bloody thing it's real all quick. Or nothing with you. Yeah, a little bit, mate. But um, yeah, it, it was a good, a timely break, mate. Yeah. Yeah, and it was good now because the boys have got a good start. Yeah. You know, I, I, we hadn't arranged it with the start. I wouldn't do anything for three years. Give them a. Yeah, give them a go. You know, it was end up being four years when we opened again. Yeah, and um, yeah, now we're both in the same industry. You know, and yeah. I was only thinking this week Ben's coming in doing a few days a week training with me in the morning and thinking how good's life. You know, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, so that's cool. And the new facility, like I've seen it, it's amazing. You've got how heavy are the bags that are hanging off the ceiling? Oh, about a hundred, mate. Yeah. About a hundred kilo bags. Yeah. And you so there's nineteen of them or something or eighteen. You have to check this out, Charlie. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, it's, it's a, yeah, the full heavy bags. They, um, real. Uh, you can explain it better than I can. Yeah, do. they just hoist up, mate. They just got yeah. the three face hoist each end of each bay of bags, and they. No, had to put some rig and touch there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so they're really good when you hit them. They swing. They swing real nice. Yeah. Nice odd movement as well. So no, nah, looking at putting a lot more bags in there at the moment. Yeah. But um, and so no, what, it's good. Um, so your gym's next in Mansfield, next to the Bunnings. Yeah. And right the, near the sausage sizzle, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Extra incentive. I'm setting up a conveyor, I think, straight from the. <laughs> Straight from the hot box. Was that part of your strategy when you're looking for a location? We're like, all right, where are the Bunnings around here? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we'll be yep. closest to the sausage sizzle. That's possible. it, mate. Yeah, no, it was pretty freaky how it come about. Actually, I've been, I was looking there for quite a while. I, you know, fought at the Mansell Tavern 
quite a few times went to Mansell High School and yeah just seen a bit freaky out come about um, wandering into a shed on Anzac Day and just looking around the place trying to put my energy out there and yeah. and um, yeah Crystal from Club Dynamite I think everyone knows Club Dynamite um, with gymnastics as far as yeah taking their kids there over the 25 years it was there mm-hmm. and um yeah she said oh, as a matter of fact after i scared the hell out of her on anzac day <laughs> this poor lady walked up to the door and she just went what the hell is a berry you know <laughs> but um yeah she just said oh it just so happens we're moving and it's said beautiful it's ours you yeah, know so wow. yeah it's unreal so so when we talk about martial arts, uh, Taekwondo is a bit more, seems to be a bit more of a traditional sort of martial art, whereas we've got the Muay Thai, which is a bit more sports combat style. Yep. Um, yep. I guess what's your take on um, traditional martial arts, sports martial arts, self-defense? Um, where do you see yourself in terms of being a martial artist, sports combative person? What is it, Dan? Yeah, um, the first thing you started talking, the first thing that comes to my mind is the importance of liking your trainer. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't so much that I didn't like Taekwondo, I probably didn't connect with my trainer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's number one. Yeah. You know, um, obviously if you apply yourself to anything, you know, I was watching Alex do the jiu-jitsu. I've never done the jiu-jitsu. And I was looking at him doing the warm-ups. I was thinking, man, I think I'll get stuck there, you know. He makes it look so easy, yeah. hey. But um, I think it's about connecting with your trainer first, yeah. you know. And, um, you know, for a long time, I never considered myself a martial artist as such. I, I liked I liked the, the, the fighting and I liked the aggressiveness of it and the yeah. sportsmanship of it and all that sort of yeah, side yeah. where I didn't have a good track record to say that I was a martial artist as yeah. such in life, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. A martial artist, you, you tend to think of someone who doesn't get moved by anything. They're always balanced. They're always, they're living clean. They're, yeah. you know, they're, you know, they've got their stuff together. You yeah. know what I mean? And um, I always sort of thought I was a polar opposite of that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but definitely moving towards it now, especially now it's becoming my lifestyle. Yeah. Huge difference, you know, yeah. to. Yeah, so I've 24 kilos down since losing, since starting the gym. Yeah, that's excellent. Wow. Just by the nature of just living it. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah, I suppose as a martial artist, I'm feeling more like it. Yeah, cool. A little bit more like it these days. So it's like, a, yeah. like an evolution over time. Yeah, where definitely. You started off as something you did, but now it's something that you live. Yeah, 100%, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't multitask well, so, you know, to try and do something and then turn that. And put another hat on and, and be that. Yeah. Where now I'm, that's this is what I do, you know. So uh, I think the results in the gym, you know, well, the results in the old gym was spoke for themselves, yeah. you know. Like Mikey fought all around the world, you know, yeah. um, fought the best. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I've been interested to see what we can do now. Yeah, excellent. Does that answer your question, mate? Or <laughs> sort of. It kind of led me on to the next question. All oh, right, all right. The, um, because I, I remember there was, there was a number of boys that used to come through <clears> the gym and. Um, and I think it happens with a lot of gyms. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of people that come in off the street who are a little bit lost. Yeah. Um, 100%. And they're angry at themselves or life or whatever it is, but they, and they're not quite sure where they're going. Yeah. And I think that, um, like you said, a lot of people come off, they're, they're not necessarily want to be a martial artist. Yeah. Um, they like c- certain ideals of it. Yeah. Which is the punching and kicking part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don the yeah. gloves and... Well, they don't yeah. know what they want to be. Yeah. That's right. You know, and um, a, a lot of, I think a lot of people come in 
to the gym is probably one thing you know is seeking that mentor like seeking someone that they they don't even know they need you know and um you know and you know look i was a probably an angry young fella yeah you know like i um had heaps of friends you know had heaps of mates and all that but you know had discipline issues you know and now now that i'm a father and i've got teenagers and i'm seeing my boys well it can quite easily be the same you know no they're not i'm not asking them to do what i had to do but you end up with the same result you know and i think young men only talk of young men because i am one you know but um women the same but um you're definitely going to seek out a mentor yeah you know because you can't hear it from your dad you can't hear it from your mum yeah Go and find someone who can be a mentor. Yeah, impart that to you. You know, mm. with without that conflict being there with the that yep. relationship. I think I think so, that's, that's really true, Dan. I yeah, think you hit home on, a, on on that on that for me anyway. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. With the parents, like with your dad, it's too close. Do you know what I mean? Because you've seen so many other elements of your dad. Like you, you've seen him strong. You've seen him weak. He's doing the laundry. He's mowing the lawn, and then he's going to try and teach you things as well. Whereas if it's like at a boxing gym or a Muay Thai gym, you just see this one person this one way. He's this noble, like kick-ass dude. Yeah. You know, and you sort of put him on a bit of a pedestal for yeah. a young man. You know, and yeah. you just, when you look at him like that, it's like, oh, that's all he is like to you. Because you don't see him out doing the shopping. Or you don't see him yeah. you know, changing nappies or whatever. Well, I never saw my dad doing the shopping. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like t- talking about that, like, dad taught us to work bloody hard, you know. Yep. He... Um, taught us to work hard there's no man i've ever met that works harder than him has ever worked harder than him you know um and he'd do anything for us he was a, he was a great dad but i think it's just the nature of um the nature of things you know or, or tribesmen you know in tribes in general yeah as soon as a boy gets to 12 14 years old they seek out other members of the tribe you know um to bring him to that next level of yep. of manhood you yep. know or, i suppose so yep. yeah that's what I sort of seeked in my train, I suppose. Yep. And um, Dad was there to support me doing that, so that was that was good. Yeah. Awesome. We're gonna take a quick break down there, and then we'll uh, be right back straight yeah. after these announcements from our sponsors. <laughs> 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 I'd like to thank McCallum. I'd like to thank Schweppes Ginger Ale. <laughs> what, 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 what about Sunnybank Fish Market? Yeah. Oh, Sunny, oh, Inala Fish Market, Sunnybank Fish Market, Taiwan <laughs> Groceries, um, Nolan Finishes. <laughs> Yeah, no, we'll we'll keep developing it, mate. Yeah. And mm. yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, excellent. And then, um, as a as one question I had to ask was um, how you went from being a competitor, like having that mindset, and switching to a coach, because I think that's one of the challenges that like a lot of people have. Yeah. Um, and how how you dealt with like not quite finishing off achieving what you wanted to achieve as a competitor yeah and having to to bite that um bite that apple and just make that switch to a coach yeah i think um the the progression to a coach come like real early so obviously we do our training at mount cravat for those couple of hours a week and then we go and work on it together, you know. Mm. Or you know, my old training partner Jared Jones. He was he was awesome. He's still a top mate of mine. Still, um, he's a martial artist, mate. You know, yeah. he, he is, man. He um, he's right into his jujitsu. Yeah, right. Um, and you know, we talk 
quite often. Yeah. And um, so at the time, back in those days, I was training for my fights. Jared was training for his Zendu Kai yeah. and fights as well. But um, what was the question? <laughs> oh, uh, the, the progression too. Yeah, yeah so we were, we were, yeah, yeah. That was the third whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love. Uh, that's it, yeah. But um, look, we we obviously trained together a lot in those early days, yeah. and we'd spend hours going over things and learn, like figuring out how to do things and teaching each other. Yeah. You know, and then seeing the faults in each other and what we're doing because we're relying on our mate to yeah. find the faults in us. And it was just so we had people even from when I was sixteen, seventeen, you know, yeah. eighteen coming over and training on the concrete. We had a, a sand fill bag and. And we'd all just train each other. So it was yeah. just a natural progression. Yeah, we were doing it yeah. from the start, you yeah. know. So I think that's probably one of the good things I'm, I do well is read people well, yeah. you know. So someone can walk in the gym, I already know what they're thinking. Yeah. I know. They don't even have to say. They can tell me what they like, but I already know. <laughs> you like, know. I don't like you, get out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you can just pick the guys. And obviously, the more you have that... Um, bigger bonding relationship with the guys and yep. you've been with them in those fights and you know I'm talking about the Jimmys and Andys and Joels and mm. Ben's and Mikey's and, and and all them guys you know you, you just know yeah. you know them you know and that just comes with time you can't yeah. I don't think you can yeah you, you can't buy that man that, yeah. you know and, and so um, as you as you progressing your life through being a coach now yep. now that you've um, it's full time for you now this is it's all yep. in right in the, in the new centre um I guess how do you how do you see the progression of the gym? Like when you first started the the new gym Iron Fist two point Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that you were first like looking a little bit more of the fitness aspect of it as well. Yeah. But how's that progressed for you now? Like have you kind of found your Yeah, your yeah. Obviously it was different back then. We just had the we just did the Muay Thai. Yeah. I've always had that boxing passion, you know. I've yeah. always loved that side. So um and we did you know, you get stuck, man, or probably overthinking. Yeah. Um you know, do we add that fitness element or, or and how does that look? And then, you know, you got F45 and all that. And at the end of the day, you come back to, man, this is what we do, you know. We, yeah. We're tie boxers, you know. We're, we're boxers. We've got Alex in there, jiu-jitsu. Yeah. This is what we do. So even our fitness classes, yeah. it's all based around what we do, you yeah. know. So, so it might be exercise, but it's supporting exercises of... Of what we do yeah. it's just a more continuous pace to even footwork for boxing or whatever yeah. it is it's just more continuous keep the heart rate up yeah. pace you know yeah. and i think that has been good over the last six months to finally realize hey you know this is this is our point of difference and this is what we do and yeah. people come to us for that you know so with the with the kickboxing with the muay thai um i guess what's your when I look at the way you guys move, or your footwork and your movement, yep. you're very heavy-handed as well. Like you've yep. got very sharp hands, very sharp feet work. Um, it's it's a little bit different from more like from the Thai style boxing. Yes. Um, yep. Sometimes I look at it, and I think it's a bit like the like how you see the K1 on the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Can yeah. you tell me a bit bit of like I guess your way of thinking around? Yep. Um, it's. Um I love that aggressive style. I love yep. that big movement. Just go straight over the top of them take away their their feet and their range and yeah. and just I, I love that it's an exciting style to watch and we always love we love watching mike tyson fight yeah. you know who would you rather watch floyd mayweather or mike tyson yeah you know in a way yeah um you know so i, I do love that style you know obviously the the dutch and the english you know were very were successful in the early days against the ties yeah um because they found a way to 
to beat their style. The, the yeah. Thais are the king of what they do, you know, yeah. and, and you watch them and um, we're actually this week doing Thai style, you know, that Thai style footwork, very reactive, very um, poised, being able to check on, on tap and um, counter fight, obviously. But then from that, as soon as we get a sniff or an angle that we've got, we've got an edge, you know, or we're in that pocket on the shoulder, mm. we want to go back to our style, which is just steamrolling straight out of the top of them, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and that big movement, that big, as you said, K1 style, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we love, we, love it, <laughs> we love it, mate, yeah. And um, I guess, who was your, when, in your early days to now, like, who's been, like, the key influences in terms of, like, the, maybe the superstar celebrities of kickboxing as such or yeah there, or, or boxing who, who's been who's helped yeah well in the stuff? in the early days i don't talk about this again today as well like they used to bring out the vhs videos i think it was ring magazine yeah. used to come out because you didn't have youtube you didn't have all this stuff you had to yeah. find it i was talking with masada today yeah. i see mikey and um you know so i'd go down the news age i think i was seven or eight or whatever and the 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 new say rocky marciano yeah. or jack dempsey or you know yeah. hearns hagler leonard duran or all, all those boxing superstars had a video out every week and that was my wall at home i had uh, all the boxes up there so early on it was definitely those boxing superstars you know i did go around a lot of lot of boxing gyms and that as well um when i was younger just you know uh, experimenting but um like in the early days of muay thai there's no doubt that the uh, the briggs's were the best yep you know paul and nathan um you know they were best so i sort of paul's one year older than me so i sort of you know his style was amazing you know yeah. he, he was he was brilliant and um actually funny enough when i did sort of you know get into you know i have problems with depression and that yeah. later on in life so i'm yeah. going back say the last five to seven years yeah. it was actually paul who's actually turned his life around um who sort of became my mentor yeah. you know so i was um, put in hospital three times for with depression and that and yeah. work stress and I suppose you'd say self-destructive behaviour yeah. you know um, to keep it PG I suppose but um, yeah so Paul come up and visited me up there and right. and that was a big turning point for me you know I, I knew Paul from back then there was that you know that element of respect there that I'd mm. you know and you end up yeah, definitely helped me turn things around that didn't look real flash there for a while, you know. I remember, I remember so, he used to talk about, um, our training, he used to talk about a bit of the footwork and some of his footwork and handwork. Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff that you well, do Blood well. Axe was so busy at times in summer, you know, winter you'd have the floor, but, um, you know, it, we were very linear. We were straight up and down, and yeah. <clears throat> whether that was just because the room we had. Yeah. But um, I remember I sparred with Paul at his house at Roachdale one time, and... He's before some big fights. I don't know. I was preparing for a fight or something, and so was he. Brett Sanchetta was there, but um, yeah, Paul had just hit me, hit me, and then be to the side and just punched straight across. And I don't know how long the round went, but my nose was busted. It blood all over my shirt. And he said, "You're right." And I said, "Yeah, fuck yeah, like, yeah, of course." You know, and we kept going and kept going and kept going. And and then I wanted to know everything about footwork. You know, so we just I, I probably spent like hundreds of hours working on that footwork and drilling yeah. and you know taping that those eight angles on the yeah. on the concrete and and drilling yeah. them you know and that's and that's probably that was probably the start of that style we like that yeah. big movement big angles yeah. big footwork style you know yeah that's cool footwork's everything mate yeah yeah 
fast hands, fast feet. That's it, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, white belt questions. White belt questions. I, with the um, the style of, um, you know, like if we could just in quote the K1 style. But, yep. you know, how, how much... Refill. Refill, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, how much of the boxing footwork uh, is relevant to, say... Um, like if we say like a kickboxing or a Muay Thai style that yep. does exploit those angles um, how do you integrate that into your style um, obviously the, the the wider you are on your feet the more movement you have in your feet yep. the more transfer of centre of gravity you have you know so you're moving your centre of gravity a lot more you know so if you want to stand in, some, in front of someone that's why the Thai style works so well because their feet are quite close together very on that hot tin roof, very active. They can pick those checks up. There's not yeah. a big transference of center of gravity between feet. Yep. So they're always poised to pick up a cheap and, and that. Obviously with the bigger movement, where there's bigger movement, there's bigger chance of having that foot on the ground longer. Such the reason you can get kicked easier, yep. but that's negated by doing the angle work. Obviously yep. you do angle work, you get around a side, you can only be hit by half the weapons instead of the other yep. side you know so as far as the boxing footwork goes again there's there's schools of thought and everyone moves differently you know you've obviously got your peekaboo style the philly shell style mm. we try and stay up keep that hands up because we've got that crossover with the muay thai more you know so um but yeah definitely turning that front foot in and, and having lesser target area with the boxing is is the is the the aim of it yeah but talking with Mikey this morning, you know, he really likes that Canelo style. Mikey's a very aggressive, aggressive, exciting fighter to watch, yeah. you know. And um, he's got the bug, mate, and he's, he's back in the gym and training and he's keeping that front foot reasonably straight, yeah. you know. And um, so it probably comes down to personal preference yeah. and, and having the knowledge to know when to turn. Yeah. But ultimately, you want to know everything about everything. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so like Mikey's an example where we took his very K1 style, cl- took it closer range to the ties so they couldn't adapt to you more, keep mm. them on the back foot more in the, the more defensive mode. Yep. Yeah. You don't want to tie on their front foot. They're a nightmare, yeah, you know? Yeah. They're going to ramp it up at you all day. You know, so we took Mikey's style, shortened the range up a little bit, and um, very successful, fought, you know, yeah. the best tyres in the world and, and beat them, yeah. you know, so just that constant one pressure. At one stage? Not sure, mate. He's obviously two times world champion, yeah. um, but the, the, some of the guys he fought and beat were just beyond superstars, yeah, you yeah. know, so, yeah. 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 I don't even think Mikey realises it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's such a nice yeah. top bloke, you yeah. know. Sometimes you feel like shaking him and going, man, you know how good you are, you know? Yeah. But, you were on a um, billboard, man. Yeah. <laughs> he actually was. Yeah, he was on yeah. a billboard in yeah. Vegas, I remember. Yeah. yeah, 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 for the line fight promotion. Yeah. And again, when I look at um, what he did, you know, what, what all the boys do, you know, whether it's Ben or Jimmy or, or whoever those guys, you know, they've all got their own demons and the things they're, they're fighting and the, and the mental side of things. Yeah. Same as that first white belt, like you're saying, who wants to just walk in the gym. Yeah. So, you know, Mikey went to, to Vegas. He wasn't feeling the best. He had, you know, a lot of... Um, so it was iron deficient and yeah. a lot of things that come out. And he basically went over there and stood there in front of one of the best guys mm. and took everything he had yeah. and didn't try to fight, you know, because yeah. we didn't feel like he had the, 
the grunt two yeah, yeah. two fight, you yeah. know. But tough man, these they're, they're tough guys, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that can deal with their own, you know, things that got going on and and those nerves before the fight and still get in there and do it, like win or lose, like that's it's pretty good. You know? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I think it's so important to, um, and I think we touched on this before a little bit that just the environment that you're training in. Yeah. Um, and I think just from what I'm hearing with you is like what you're creating is like this this environment where like it's just suited to achieve this one goal but not just to win a fight but to be in a good space yeah you know and around where you're safe you're like around other people um, sort of striving towards the same thing yeah like how important is that for a young white belt say yeah. that walks into the gym okay so that's a, a good point you say because we're very fighter focused or talking at the, yeah. at the moment you know where probably 99.9% of people that come to your gym they either don't want to fight or don't know they want to fight or anything. It's, it's the last thing I say to them. You know, obviously we, we learn the sport. There's references to how it could work. But the last, I've still got a little bit of a policy that I don't, I don't ask people if they want to fight or not. They come to me. You yeah. know, I don't ask them. That's the last thing you want to put pressure on people to do. And again, it's that very minority that wants to take, <coughs> excuse me, take it to the next level. And um, go, okay, then I wouldn't mind seeing what that's like just once, mm. you know. So we try and facilitate that for them and, and match appropriately and and that sort of thing. But I think if you add the fact that the trainer wants to get you to fight, they'll never come in the door. Like, yeah, yeah. it's too big a, you know. Even you look at Mikey or Ben and, um, you know, all those guys going back, Andrew Marsden and all that, if you said to them... Uh, you know, when Mikey was 14, hey, man, you're coming in and you're going to fight in six months. He's like, man, you know, look, it's too big a jump. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. so, yeah, we don't focus on putting anyone in the fighters at all. Actually, out of our advanced fighter group, there's only one guy that's is, is current. It's young Marco at the moment. He's, he's doing really well. He moves beautiful. Um, so, actually, he's in the Australian titles next weekend. Wow. Um, but all the other boys are just there in support yeah. of... You know, and I don't ask them if they want to fight. Yeah. Because I don't care, you know. I don't want them to do anything they don't want to do. So, yeah. yeah. I've got a question about, uh, just another question going back to the techniques. Um, How important do you think, or how much can you exploit uh, the head movement from boxing into kickboxing or Muay Thai? Yeah. Um, knowing that we do, we are cutting, like in your style, you're cutting bigger angles. Yeah. Um, how much of the boxing head movement is available there definitely your lateral movement like you're you're slipping and your your ins and outs that sort of stuff you know you you don't want to be ducking too much you know you go back to the old days and um when i when i call the old days you know back back in the early 90s for me um you saw guys that were right into their boxing and then they were tie boxers they went right into the boxing and then they wanted to bring their new boxing skills back and showcase it <clears throat> to everyone having a Muay Thai fight. Yep. And they just get belted, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, um, yeah, it's starting to turn the front foot in a little bit and, and starting to be too fancy and they dip their head and they just cop a knee on the chops, you know. Yeah. yeah. You're like, man, you know. But, yeah, it's a, it takes a special person, I think, to find the balance of what you can do and what you can't. And um, you can't dip that head in front of a tie boxer you know you'll yeah you'll, you'll wake up a bit later yeah. <laughs> yeah so 
Um, so that, that again, with the new gym chain, which yeah. we're finding, you know, trying to balance that as well. You know, yeah. so okay, then guys, for you boxers, I'll say, okay, for you guys <laughs> that are doing Thai boxing, don't do this. You know, <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, I'll do the, I don't know, yeah. But because it's important, isn't it, to cross train? Um, because if you want to um, accelerate, um, you know, like your proficiency with your hands, you yep. got to be in that bubble of just hand fighting, which is boxing, right? Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. But then yep. what are the habits that you shouldn't be taking over when you come back to Muay Thai? Yeah, well, the the number one, if it's a white belt question, is don't turn that front foot in. Okay. You know, if you turn that front foot in, you'll never get that shin around square mm. to check, yeah. you know. And um, once that leg goes, the, the head goes... Yeah. Right. Yeah, you cop a good le- kick on the leg and yeah. the control tower reads that pain <laughs> and just goes, nah, man, I'm, I'm not working properly. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, the hands come down, the hands get heavy. You see boxers fight tie boxers and they mm. cop a big kick on the leg and they can't hold their hands up. Yeah. You know, that's just the, the, the brain just going, man, nah, like what's the bloody hell's going on, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I keep that front foot straight. Right. And, um, yeah, don't dip your head. Keep your head up. Front foot straight. Head up, yeah. hands up. Then duck. Don't dip, dip your head down. Yeah. Learn that Perfect. the hard way. Yeah. Cop the knee to the nose and breaking yeah. three ways. Oh, know. no. Yeah. That's um, old Jimmy Wang. Oh, Jimmy Wang. <laughs> Shout out to Jimmy Wang. The Taiwanese tiger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Wang. <laughs> the Wang. That's it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Um, so, Dan, being a... Being a slightly older whippersniffer these days, yep. Um, if you could give your young self a word of advice before um, you stepped into the ring, what would that be? Or before you started on your journey into martial arts, yeah. what would it be? I wouldn't, yeah, I, oh, geez. Like, I wouldn't say step into the ring. Like, that always felt natural to me. Like, yeah. I was actually felt, you know, in any good, and just to keep it PG, you know, in any sort of self-defense situation, yeah. um, I felt like this. I'm, I feel comfortable there. I feel at yeah. home. But it's all the external stuff. So, I'd, geez, I'd probably say, you know, try and keep your work life, balance. you know, your balance, yeah. you know. Um, but in saying that, learn to work. Learn to be good at something. Learn what it takes. Learn how to learn. Mm. Um, learn how to work mm. and apply yourself to something, even if it's out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, be good at something else, yeah. you know, because the 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 nature of being good at one thing is the nature of being good at everything. So, the probably the older I am, the more the the martial arts philosophy does transfer to all other areas of life, yeah. you know. So, yeah, being diligent in your training is the same as being diligent in your work. Um, I'd probably say, like we'll t- touch on before, seek out that mentor, mm. you know, seek out that person that brings the best out in you. Yeah. Because it's very easy. Like for me, back in those early days, it was a, you know, not not bad. You'd say bad guys, but they were good guys. You know, they were good yeah. guys just doing the wrong things. You yeah. know, so, and because you don't have to be a bad guy to do the, you know, to to do that. Like, yeah. There's good yeah. people doing wrong things. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, so it's very easy to get caught up with people that are doing the wrong thing and bringing out that best. You know, not the best in you. Yeah. And um, so I'd say seek out a mentor that brings the best out in you, you know, that you want to do well for, that you want to achieve yeah. good things for, because it's easy to get caught and go down the wrong way, you know. Yeah, cool. And probably one more thing would be relationship stuff, you know. Yeah. If, um, yeah, if a relationship doesn't work or if it's not a healthy one, yeah. be, yeah, 
learn to walk away. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know because th- these things again um, can set you down wrong paths and wrong ways of thinking and and yeah. you know unbalanced ways of dealing with things. You know, so yeah, I'd probably yes, so something like yeah. that, mate. Yeah, if I'm, a, if I'm a beginner, I've not done martial arts before. Yep, I'm a little bit overweight and. Oh, I don't have to be overweight. I've just never done martial arts before, and I want to come start a class with you. Yep. What do you recommend I do? Um, or what's involved? How do uh, I get started? All right. So you, you can give <laughs> us a yell, send us an email. Yep. You know, jump on the website and hit yep. the ironfist.com.au. That's it, mate. Iron that's Fist the one. Gym on Instagram. Yeah, yep. that's it. Um, and my wife works at the desk, and yep. I've been waiting for the opportunity to touch on on my wife. So I'll just jump in there. She's yep, amazing, sure. mate, and she's been the biggest support in us going back and we've basically moved house we've moved everything our whole life we've changed wow, yeah, to right. go back to the That's gym so and cool. um she's on a real health path herself so like to have her in there every day like supporting she's just amazing you know yeah, so yeah you'd see leanne at the front desk speaking to my my beautiful wife yeah and um and you just come in and give it a go so we're giving people seven day free trial so you can come in and try everything mm-hmm. but the the biggest advice i give to to people is just everyone's cool as soon as you come down in there for five minutes yeah you sort of see how friendly everyone is and it's yeah. just like man like the us older boys half the time we're just putting shit on each other <laughs> like, honestly man like mate if we if it goes two minutes and we haven't put shit on someone there's something wrong you know <laughs> but you just spend half the time you know having a laugh and having yeah, a joke yeah, and yeah. all right guy, okay we've got to we got to do something <laughs> in our boys you know but um yeah it's and another thing i say is just go at your own pace so we yeah. don't we don't wheel the stick we um if someone wants to round off and they want to go and have a drink go and have a round off man that's yeah. that's cool you know yeah. and we actually pull people back don't try and save the day in one day we need consistency and mm-hmm. and just cruise yeah. yeah yeah so just trying to get people to relax i know it's a huge thing to walk in on the first night yeah massive thing you know so we just try and go way man do i need any training gear <clears throat> at all We're no we got everything mate yeah. yeah so so as long as you wear some shorts and a t-shirt shirt and a something you don't yeah. wear your speedos in, you'll be, <laughs> You'll be right. I really yeah, to bring I know. The speedos down. I was yeah. going to wear those uh, spandex MMA, you know, tidies. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, just wear something comfortable down, yeah, and we yeah. we kick the shoes off before we go on the mats. Yeah. And respect to our Brazilian Jiu Jitsu <laughs> people, mate. And um, yeah, yeah. How cool. long does a class go for? If I was like typically for like a Muay Thai class. Yeah, what we're doing at the moment is a forty-five minute boxing. Um, a 45 minute fitness element and 45 minute Muay Thai so uh, the people are doing digging into the finer points of boxing and then doing the, the fitness side oh wow or going home you know yep. whatever they want to do you know and then they oh, might come great. in and do the, the fitness element before the Muay Thai and yep. we're staggering the Muay Thai and boxing up yep. um, as far as start times goes yeah yeah, cool. you know so those are the yep. keener and um, again they're jumping in that fitness circuit or whatever it is on the night some bag intervals or whatever yep and we just say, man, just, just cruise, just yeah. Everyone can get through it. Yeah. Everyone. We had some, some sixty-five-year-old couple down the other day. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was sort of thinking, oh, like I was looking for their caravan out front. <laughs> you know? But um, they did awesome. They went through the whole session and yeah, cool. Yeah, we're laughing and and That's yeah. Great. So anyone can do it. It's um, yeah, just coming in and that. Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah. 
So just that that web address, <clears throat> uh, web address again was ironfist.com.au. That's it, mate. No, we're happy with it. We're, fantastic we're, looking website. We're happy with it. <laughs> fantastic looking. I website. see what you're doing. <laughs> Took me a while, but I Freaking see what you're doing. Media. Yeah. That's it, mate. Um, all right. So uh, just before we wrap up, Dan, I uh, just yep. want to ask you if there's any 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 thank yous out there you want to shout out to any sponsors. Yeah, well, definitely um, my wife. Um, again, I've been looking for that chance to, to touch on, on her, mate, and what she's done. And, like, not only for now, for the yeah. last 20 years, you know, I'd be buggered without her. She's yeah. brilliant. Um, my dad, obviously, for supporting and mum, you know, yeah. um, and, you know, brother and sister. So family's big. Yeah. Um, but those guys that helped out in the old gym, especially when I wasn't well towards the end, yeah. you know, and sort of burning out. And, yeah, that's um, Andrew Marsden. Yeah. Masato and um, Ben Johnson, those guys were pivotal in um, in keeping Keep it going, going and yep. and um, yeah, keeping the boys going. When I was a bit flat, you know. So yep. um, yeah, I I think that's it. I'll probably walk out even in two seconds and go, damn, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, it's just it's family and yeah, yeah, the, the, those those people that come in the gym them, that. Yeah. Yeah, that really helped, mate. It's good. When when you first open up the gym, and I hope I don't drag this out again, but <laughs> when you first open up the gym, like who were the like the key people that helped inspired you to actually build the shed? Like, well, we were that? already trained on the concrete, mate. You know, so yeah. it was getting a bit old sparring on the concrete. Someone yeah. broke their elbow, and Whoa. Um, you know, it was you fall down on the concrete, man. There's no forgiving. So we went. Oh, you're sparring on the concrete? Yeah, well, that's what we used to just train on the and on the bitumen driveway. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no oh, wonder it was so hard. Yeah. yeah, we had a sandbag, man. That I don't think I could kick these days. <laughs> it was ridiculous, you know. But yeah. um, was that for the shin conditioning, or yeah. just the fact that you? Yeah, thought it was a good idea for that. Oh, sense. mate, someone put sand in something, so I thought that sounded like a good <laughs> idea. But oh, man. it's amazing the can, what you can get used to, you know. Yeah. But um, we were already doing it, yeah. and then you know we were looking for a looking for the hall, and yeah, then you decided yeah. to build it there. That's it, mate. Yeah. yeah right. And then for that progression, obviously, you've built the gym out three times at that stage. Yep. Um, at any point, like, when you were... Because you were still somewhat competing a little bit. Because I remember that at one stage, after you'd broken your ankle, you'd come back to fight again. Yeah, I'd come back. Um, I, um, when we opened the gym, I thought, oh, bugger, I'll give it another go, you know. Mm. So I, I rang up a couple of promoters. I said, oh, get me on. I'll jump in. And I thought, oh, if I... Um, yeah, make a commitment for eight weeks' time or something, and I'll do some training. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I did. I did three weeks total training for three fights, oh, and, and that wasn't out of yeah. That wow. was just out of having no conditioning and then getting injured. You know, yeah. so I, I've had the first fight. I fought a to this day. You know, someone can say to you, man, what a leg kick is, and you can experience a leg kick in training and all the rest of it. Man, but till I cop the kick as a super heavyweight, like I started fighting as a middleweight. Yeah. Until I cop that kick from Charlie Loof, his name was, and um, the one kick, he just busted my leg. You know, oh. my leg bled into my right into my, you know, my whole leg went black in the in the Whoa. weeks after because of all the blood under the skin. So yeah. even my toenails, under my toenails, oh. was black. Wow. And again, when I'm talking about the brain switching off, you know, the, my brain was flicking on and off a lot, you oh. asshole. You know? <laughs> and um, I, I won the fight, you know, but they had a bung leg, you know, and I, I couldn't train and I hit the... And again, um, Matsumo was a, a very good super heavyweight, yeah. big man um, and, and a cool dude, Matt. And um, But I said, no, no, that's, that's all good. I'll 
kicked that commitment to fight Matt and um, I hit the bag. I remember going down there. My leg still wouldn't bend. And I did like five two-minute rounds on the bag and I thought, oh, yeah, right. And fought really lazily and, um, you know, and Matt just probably, in saying that, Matt just probably did what he had to do to win as well. But I, I lost that fight by a point and, um, and then I fought for the Queensland Super Heavyweight title. Yeah. A couple of weeks after that, and I think I hit the bag a couple of times, and Man, wow. and jumped in there. And I managed to stop that guy in the fifth, you know. But yeah. um, again, you know, the, that's what I mean about the martial artist <laughs> and the someone who just wants to get in there and have a, uh, you know, doesn't mind having a fight, you know. So yeah. What makes you differentiate your mindset in terms of like not being bothered by the fact that a violent confrontation is about to happen? Yeah. Other people who I don't know who just yeah. that's that, that it's they probably suffer from in constant anxiety. Like I've heard stories that there was in the past that when you were getting ready for a fight, sometimes you just fall asleep in the training room before you fight, waiting for it. Yeah. Like, what do you, what things what makes your mind different from other people? Oh, I don't know. It's different from other people. Obviously, you know, not everyone's the same. Yeah. You know, but um. Like, again, to keep it, like, PG a bit, but, you know, like, I went through stages, like, as my late teens, where, like, I couldn't go out without fighting. Right. You know, it was, um, I was just after chaos in one way or another. Like, it, it had to had end to in chaos, you yeah. know. Um, whether it was getting a chase or whether it was, you know, whatever it was, you know, it was, that, that's what, you know, and... There was an adrenaline rush for you. Yeah, there. and I had some really good mates from school that are still, like, great mates today you know so they sort of half keep me in check and you know and they'd say oh you know I don't start fights and they say Bill you're kidding you know like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bloke bumped into you you know like but um look I was I suppose you that's I just wanted that chaos you know yeah. and um yeah so then it doesn't become it just becomes just part of every day yeah it's not new you're trying you're just trying to live chaos all the time a bit you know yeah but, um, but you see these young guys now, like young guys of all age, of you know of all eras, and yeah, they're level and they're um, you know they're, they're not aggressive people. They're they're sportsmen, you know. Yeah. And you see them at the back before, and they're fine. They're calm. They're 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 happy because they yeah. they think of it as a sport. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing that throws people mentally mm-hmm. is they think it's a fight. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so and if you get a f- person that that is naturally a fighter or naturally aggressive yep. you don't want them to think it's a fight mm. you want them to think it's a sport yeah because you get them to think it's a fight they go into super fight mode then and all the technique goes out the window because yeah. they're trying yeah. to rip the bloke's head off yeah. you know you want them to think it's a sport the people that are more sportsman orientated or a bit more sedate you want to try to build them up a little bit more and say hey man like <laughs> get in there and give it to this dude you know yeah. um a- again it's horses for courses and getting them the most out of people you know but these people that are, are looking at it these young guys that are looking at girls they're looking at it as a as a sport yeah well it's not a fight they're going in there it's like playing soccer or netball mm. yeah there's rules to it yeah 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 and they're probably getting less injured than the bloke playing footy every week yeah mm. obviously you're so saying, it's not such a big deal you're saying you know? before like 90 percent of people who come through the gym they're just there for the the fun the fitness the self-defense the technique yep 100 um, mate the sport yeah, yeah. But at some yeah. stage, some of them decide to step it up into the ring for their very first fight. Yep. What do you do to help them prepare when they're about to walk out? Is there and what 
has there been any odd situations? Because we asked Daniel Dawson this question a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he told me, um, I think he locked himself in the toilet the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and this trainer had to try and get him out of the toilet. Oh, right, yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but has there been any scenarios where you've tried to, or is there a routine that you take your fighters through before? No, everyone's different. Yeah. Every, every person is different and every person will be different on every day. Yeah. You know, so I'll just, again, that's one thing I think I'm good at. You know, I'll just look at them and I'll just know, okay, what have we got to do? We've got to go for a walk. Have we got to open our lungs up? Mm. You know, uh, you know, have we got to, I can clearly see what you're thinking about because I know you well enough. I know what you're thinking about and yeah. we'll address that yeah. and just put it, put things into context. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, as soon as you can, you know, take the things that you're thinking out, out of your head and go, okay, put in the context and find the truths and the, the falses to it. Yeah. Well, then, you know, it's the same with yeah. your cognitive behaviour therapy stuff or you know um you take that thought you find what the truths are and and the facts are and okay well what's the answers what do we do to deal with it and um and and then the anxiety from it goes because we've dealt with it yeah you know okay and then what's the next what's the next thing on our mind all right then you see the the weight come off their shoulders all right all right let's start hitting some pads you know listening to what you um, talk dan so like you've got a bit like you obviously you do a fair bit of reading is that um, right? I, I, I used to. I, yeah. I should do more now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, so, and what are the things that you used to read? Because obviously, <clears throat> it sounds like you used to train your mind a bit. Um, oh, jeez, mate, you caught me off guard <laughs> now. Hey, yeah, Just making I, those kids work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know, mate. To be honest with you, I think it's just. Um, is it a thing of yeah, where like body it's a life lived, experience, yeah, mate? Like I think more experience. so. Yeah, lived experience. You know, yeah. like I've, I've, yeah, been around and done a bit, and yeah, yeah. When you said that, um, I guess when you're talking about just bringing it back and just sort of figuring out what the truths are, and yeah, you know, and just sort of filtering through that, and then getting the solutions for those truths. It's almost like you got to bring them back to be the present moment and like what really matters. Yeah, anyway, because I find with. Um, Competitors, they're, too, they're thinking too far ahead. Yeah, they're thinking of the next step, the next step, and they're, they're sort of living in the future. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. when you said that, I was like, oh, of course, like you bring them back to what's happening right now, and yeah. you know, yeah. There's obviously uh, they're, they're fighting in front of their family and friends. You know, like uh, all those fears of failures, man, and, and what if, and all that. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you address those things, and yeah, you bring it back to well, one analogy that I do like is especially when the boys fight around Anzac Day is. Well, you know, like they're all nervous and all this and, you know, you go, well, hey, man, they, these young men stormed the beach, you know, and and most of them didn't come back and they were fighting for their absolute life, you know, and in terrible conditions. You say, man, you just got to go out there and do your sport for a few rounds. And they go, oh, shit. Yeah. You know, and they go, okay, man, like just putting things into context, you know, and yeah. yeah, it's not actually the end of the world, man. It's, it's pretty so cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's really good. So. Yeah. <laughs> Thing like that for new one <laughs> yeah it's so you know because as a young you know fighter or competitor coming yep. up like because they're so married to the result they think the result oh the definitely f- man yeah 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 absolutely and and, and yeah. i think it's important to have uh you know a mentor yeah that can sort of put them in the right direction and just yeah sort of help them focus on what really they need, really need to focus on yeah yep yep and and that's what i was saying earlier you know those guys that uh, i and but not I was going to say envy. That's the total wrong word. Admire, um, you know, those guys that we've had through the gym is when they've had a loss and that, and they've got back on the horse and done it again. You know, and yeah, that takes a yeah, it takes a lot. You know, so no, it's good. Excellent. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up down there. Yeah. It was a 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Dojo Life. Cheer! With Chong and the Boss. Brrr. And Mr. Daniel Ironfist. Thanks, girl. guys. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Dan. Awesome. Now we're going to do some technique of the week. Choo, choo, choo. Oh, stay tuned. <laughs> you guys got to check this video out. Am I going to get hurt again? Or is it yeah. you this Just time? Just keep your chin back, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you're, asking, you're asking about those boxing techniques. <laughs> <laughs> Life, life, life.